Welcome to another episode of the Random Rolls Podcast, where this trio of filthy fucks are <laughs> back at it again to play some fucking more pork. I say every month or so, but it might be a lot longer than that, especially at the rate that I've been able to edit and publish these fucking episodes. So, um, you know, it, we'll just say that's a, a guideline that I'll, lo- I'll loosely follow. Uh, but yeah, we're gonna try to showcase a different tabletop RPG, homebrew, module, or one-shot that's happened to find a hook in our little butts, but not Randy's. He's got a pretty, pretty large butt. My butt uh, is enormous. <laughs> Speaking of butts, this podcast is shamelessly no-holds-bar, adults-only, and um, extremely immature. We're all consenting peoples here, playing make-believe games where anything can happen, so this is your only warning. You're still listening to us, though. You've had five of them. Uh, so keep on listening, or uh, turn back. I mean, you're already five in, so why not just keep on keeping on? And uh, another reminder, uh, we are an affiliate with uh, a wonderful company of dice peoples. Dice Legion, to be precise. If you go to www.dicelegion.com and use the coupon code DEATHDREAMS, you'll get 10% off. Hit them up, use the coupon and uh, they'll know we sent you. They got some cool dice I'm excited about. Uh, I just ordered in uh, the Black Fire set. That should be here soon. Uh, I can't wait to use them. But, uh, yeah, I think that's it. So I'll let uh, Dylan, our Game Master, take over for this wonderful session. Thank you, thank you. I'm super excited. And I, too, just ordered some uh, Iridescent Frost dice from Dice Legion. So go take a look. There's some good stuff. Um, but anyway. You guys drink it tonight? Yeah, that's why I was slurring my words earlier. Oh, okay. I'm all hopped up on the, <laughs> on the water. Uh, two shots of Tito's, and I'm drinking a, a fucking... What is this? <laughs> what am I drinking? Oh, no. 21st Amendment. Oh, nice. Brew free or die. Nice. IPA. Good stuff. It's delicious. You did roll up a fat doobie earlier. Oh, okay. No oh, there you go. No drinking. He's yeah, got makes me... the water, but... Water and doobies. I mean, the essentials of life. That sounds like the healthier option. Yes. I would <laughs> yes. not know how to talk after that. That's generally <laughs> my, uh, my I'm going to bed now move, as opposed to <laughs> I'm going to run a game move. So, uh, yeah, I've got uh, a little bit of bourbon with some grenadine and lime juice and cointro with some water and ice. And Damn dog, that sounds classy as fuck. It's pretty good. I was about to say. I, uh, I'll, sometimes I'll put another like fruity thing in there, like lemon juice or something, and I just call it like a fruit punch. It's pretty good. Uh, you definitely have to let the ice melt into it a little bit because it's not super great up top. But anyway, I'm about halfway through it, and it's starting to taste like a million bucks. <laughs> nice. But anyway, I just wanted to make sure we're all living it up on this <laughs> Monday night. Um, anyway, um, this is, uh, session five, which, uh, as I was writing (laughs) the notes for this, I wrote, holy shit, I can't believe it, lol. Uh, we haven't, uh, played in, in quite a while, so it's nice to, to get some, uh, get some sessions under our belt and, and, uh, keep it rolling and actually have some consistency with this. So thank you everybody for listening. We're really, I'm really enjoying playing anyway. I hope the other two gents are as well. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, I hate it. <laughs> yeah, it could be better. <laughs> Perfect. Thank you both. Uh, <laughs> so great feedback internally. Uh, I wish we you could have told me that in a text. Uh, I'll take an email with some uh, <laughs> constructive criticism, but on air uh, wasn't the place I was expecting it. Anyway, let's get into the recap. Gotcha. Um, so last week, our adventurers... Uh, began to spend some time searching through the ruins here in the murky bog. They made their way through the dark fog along shaky and rotting planks to a small hut where a giant roly-poly laid in wait and attacked. They were able to fend off the woodlice and found the crumbling pages of a ledger that spoke of a staff that could help them enter the Tomb of the Screaming Snakes. Uh, in previous episodes, I might have called it uh, the Screaming Serpents, and that is incorrect. So I do apologize. Uh, but anyway. This sounds cooler. Serpents? Yeah, well, snakes and 
somebody else wrote it, so snake sounds cooler. <laughs> anyway. Snakes and serpents. Yeah. What the hell is the difference anyways? Ultimately, nothing. Uh, although a serpent could be something... All snakes are serpents, but all not all serpents are snakes type of shenanigan. But anyway, um, after dispatching of the roly po- giant roly-poly uh, and allowing the rat, uh, Count's rat clean flail a small feast, they continued on. They crawled over a few more planks, and Kant missed the blatantly obvious broken plank and fell into the muddy depths. Luckily, his unintentional swim went unnoticed for now. He collected himself with the help of Cricket's strength, and they searched through some more ruins to find the snake staff, an ornately decorated uh, with iron and a pitch-black jewel. Uh, that <laughs> bad, no- bad, bad recap notes here. Uh, they found the snake staff an ornately decorated staff with iron and a pitch black jewel in its center they made their way to the island in the center of the bog and discovered on a circular slab a scythe after attempting to read the runes on the apparent altar Kant sacrificed a rat from his flail and picked up the scythe as he did so the four lion sculptures surrounding the altar broke loose their stone shells and rear back to attack. And that is where we find ourselves now. Exciting. Yes. Soup's exciting. Uh, I'm going to roll a 50-50 chance here to see who, which one of you gets to roll for initiative. So, Cricket, let's get a d6, and I'm going to count your roll here for your, your team's initiative roll. So give me a d6. D6. Oh yeah, that's a 6. I believe that means you get to go first. I mean... Alright, so what what exactly am I looking yeah. at? Like some statues came to life, right? Correct, so... Each of... Well, you guys will go first. You can... I don't care who, which of you two go first, honestly. So you can decide that amongst yourself. But yes, you are on this island in the middle of the bog. Uh, roughly 20 feet uh, around, and in the middle is this stone altar with the runes around it that Kant tried his best to read, uh, sacrificed a rat upon the altar. The blood spilled out, and he picked up the scythe, and as the episode ended, he proclaimed, Not enough blood, I believe, as the the four (laughs) lion statues that surround the altar uh, began to crack and crumble the outermost shell of these statues crumbling away to reveal uh, giant lions with skull faces and long teeth. They, uh... I'm getting, I'm getting real uh, Ghostbusters vibes from that fucking Zool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Zool. <laughs> Minion of Goza. The gatekeeper of Goza. I'm the gatekeeper. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I am the gatekeeper. <laughs> oh, man. You two get to go first. So you two can decide who gets to go first. Roll for it. I'm fine with you two doing whatever feels good for you. God, get out of there. Uh, so I think, I think I have the, uh, the flail in one hand and the scythe in the other. That is correct. As... Okay. Uh, I imagine the scythe is a two-handed weapon? No. It doesn't have to be. There's no, like, mechanical, like, you need two hands type of thing, I don't think. Okay. I don't think that's, like, a thing uh, in this game. (laughs) Alright, I'll take your word for it, and then, uh, I guess, uh, just, I'll leave the flail down, and then wield the scythe, and then attack the the lion that's, uh, right behind me. Uh, There's a lion on the south western portion of the um, this little boggy island. I'll uh, try and swing at it. Uh, with the Lion B? Sure. Okay. Is that the one that you... Okay, perfect. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you have like other tokens for them, but always regular statues. Yeah, no, they... Uh, I moved them to the token layer, so... They are... That is basically what they look like. Imagine a giant lion again. Uh, the, the, the hair and everything, the mane is nice and thick. They do have... Uh, they do appear to still be mostly stone, 
but again, their faces are skeletal with deep black eye sockets and long saber-toothed fangs. I scream and swing the scythe. Oh yeah, you do. Alright, so you swing out with the scythe, which does 2d4 damage. Uh, Roll to hit, first and foremost. These are large uh, statues, so they're going to be a little bit easier to hit. Okay, I rolled an 11. That is a hit, hit with an 11, uh, and you deal four points of damage to it. Uh, Let's see, but as you hit it, as you swing out with the scythe, you do make contact and you chip away at it, and it doesn't look like all of it goes through, uh, but you do make good solid contact and take a chunk of it off. Uh, Do you want to move it all, do anything else? Hell yeah, I want to move it. (laughs) Okay. Go ahead and move. Uh, I'm going to try and... Would you like to? Jump back to the mainland. All right. Roll uh, one check for me. Give me an agility check. It's not going to be too hard, but you kind of got to... seems like you're moving pretty quick here, so... Uh, I rolled a 10 total. You are able to make it across. It's not a hard check, uh, but just make sure you're able to keep your footing as you uh, run across them. Uh, Cricket, it is your turn now. So... Would it take me an entire action to apply some poison to my enemy? Um, I would say, since you don't have it out, uh, roll. Let's see, roll an agility check, and if uh, you beat a number, you can you can pull it out and apply it in one in one go, and then attack. I rolled a seven. So I'm going to say you're not able to do it fast enough, but you can pull it out and apply the poison now if you would like in one turn. Okay. Uh, but that would that would kind of be your turn. All right, yeah, I'll apply the poison to my knife, and I'm going to try to, like, run back across these boards to try to get over to the the donkey. Gotcha, yeah, I wouldn't give you much However more However far I can get. Well, I wouldn't give you much more movement than that, just based on trying to pull out the item, walk across the plank, uh, and then apply it to your knife without moving too fast. You would, you would fail. You could move. If you want to try and move further, you can, and I'd, I'd make you roll another agility check to try and accurately apply the poison. Uh, but right now, if you want to stay there about five feet away from where you just were further along the plank, uh, I'd fine with that. So right here? Or... Yeah, or like I said, you can you can try and move further, but I'm going to ask you to roll an agility check to make sure that the poison was applied properly to the knife. As you're running across this plank, trying to empty the vial on a blade, might be a little hard as you're running away if you want to move further. No, uh, I'm not going to take my chances. I'm just got, got the knife yeah. poisoned, took a step back, and I'm ready. Perfect. All right, the Lions. The Detroit Lions. I don't know that I can say that on a podcast. I don't I don't know how copyrights and trademarks work, so I can probably say it. Free advertising. Yeah, exactly. Ultimately, yes. So- sounds like a team. I know. A team of Lions. So this lion up here on the top, Lion A, as he's so eloquently named, uh, rears back his his head, points his skeletal maw towards the sky, and lets loose a howl uh, in the direction of Kant. So Kant, can you please roll me a toughness check? Sure can. Here it is. Thirteen. Ah, you are pa- you uh, you have. Oh, yeah, you got a whistle. Uh, you pass. <laughs> the. Uh, the lion's howl, you're able to shake off uh, any type of uh, immobilization it might have. You're, you're undeterred from the roar uh, that might instill fear in someone else, but you are, you're able to shake it off. Uh, that lion will then just take a little bit of a movement. This guy here is going to go... How do you do that whole thing? Where you... Oh, there it is. This guy's going to come right up to you. Oh, goodness. It's right in front of me. He moves 20 feet over right in front of you. And he is going to, with his giant stone claws, take two swipes at you. Oh, no. Can he do two swipes? Yes, he can. This creature is a... No, I don't think he can. (laughs) Fair. I mean, I've I've given you quite a bit of agency with some other things, but this (laughs) one, I got to say, he can attack twice. But you know what? It's going to be uh, a little bit harder to hit. So, um, oh no! You know what? You roll to defend. That's how that works. I forgot about this. I was like, "What's your AC?" Even we haven't. Uh, it's been a while. What is so? What does that you're even mean? You're going to roll an agility to defend. 
Okay. So you're going to get a bonus uh, because of the double attack, but you're... Uh, go ahead and roll that uh, agility to the... Oh, fuck. It's a natural oh, one. No. You don't forget you have <clears throat> omens. Should I go? I will use. Should I go over the omens again, real quick? No, I rolled four for the day. I will use. Okay, so you two, going to to re-roll? Oh, to re-roll. Okay. Um. Can I do it after the fact? I or, don't really know. Can't can't do a roll re-roll without a a roll. Without first a roll. What kind of knowledge is that? Right, here's. Yeah, so you can uh, re-roll the die using a, an omen. Fuck. Oh no. That's not any better. No. I rolled an eight. I got an eight. Rolled a two. Okay. No, I rolled a six. Jesus. (laughs) I rolled a six. Total eight. Total eight. All right. Uh, Roll once more to defend uh, as the second claw lashes at it as well. Okay. Oh, my God. I rolled a four total. This is not good. All right. These lion's claws come down upon you. Okay, not too bad on the first claw. Yeah. Uh, That's not a good second claw. So you take... Yeah. Six points of damage on the first claw. <laughs> oh my god. And you take nine points of damage on the second claw. Are you fucking yeah. serious? These guys are I'm not stoked on. Uh I'm just on you. I'm gonna spend another omen to minus a di- a, a D six damage from the second okay, claw. Okay, I will let you roll that D six. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> okay, so you take one less damage. Eight die, eight, uh, eight damage. Uh, I'm going to spend another omen to reduce the damage of the first Oh my attack. gosh, okay. <laughs> Go ahead. Because I would be dead. Really? Oh my god, I rolled a one again. How many HP do you have? Four, Fourteen. Oh my gosh. <laughs> ah, fuck. So, um, cool. So I have one omen left. And I have one hit point oh left as gosh. well. Oh my gosh, okay. Alright, okay. Well, that's the first half of this turn. Um, this lion over here... We're gonna leave you alone here for a little while, Con. Uh, but Lion D is gonna take a little step and howl again, let loose a, a roar uh, in Cricket's direction. So Cricket, if you could roll uh, a toughness check. Toughness check... It's going to be a nine. Ultimately, this roar is one of the scariest things you've ever heard in your entire life, and you are unable to move for Ooh. one rat. <laughs> so you are you are frozen in fear. That's me being scared, was... by the way, not a ghost. <laughs> Thank you. I was I was beginning to be Just stupid to... now. I'm not playing the There's ghost, a ghost attack. In here. Um, so you are frozen in fear for the next round. You can, you are not going to be able to move. Um, and then this lion steps out into the mud. He, he knows better than to... It appears that he is avoiding the plank, um, but he steps out into the mud and is going to reach out and attack, uh, roll an attack against you. Uh, so give me, again, uh, two defends. Agility rolls to defend. He swings out twice with its mighty claws... Uh, is going to be a five and an eight. Those are both not great. No, uh, not so, so good. All right, he swings out at you with both of his claws. They both are going to land. Aha, uh-huh, six points of damage on the first claw. Let's see the second claw. Okay, not too bad. Three points of damage on the second claw. Yep, that's uh, that's it. You're dead. That's all my HP, yep. Oh, are you at zero? I'm at, I guess, negative two. Negative two? Oh my gosh, okay. I had I had one HP after the first attack. Oh god, okay. So well, is that is it just insta-death in this game? When you get there, to there? If you're at zero, something different happens. We're going to have to pause here and edit this once I find this page, because I, didn't, I did not expect this to happen so fast. <laughs> <laughs> you asked this if you were ready to die at the start. You know, that's one of those things, though, that, like, GMs just do. I feel like you tell you tell us we're going to die every time we play, and then it doesn't always happen. Yeah, but I, 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 I halfway expect it. Yeah, I guess I just... Even in this game where everybody is like, you're going to die, 
uh, I wasn't ready for it, which uh, <laughs> says a lot about me and my ability to prepare, clearly. Um, but again, like you said, life is hard, so I have to, I can't look at the real book. There's, it's just too distracting. I have to pull up my uh, bare bones edition. So, ah, okay, I found it. So, Cricket, what what is your HP at after that? After those attacks? Uh, if we go negative, it would be negative two. Uh, Cricket Instead of is six and three, right? Uh, six and three. Yes, Cricket, you are dead. All right, I'm. You have succumbed to the claws of this giant lion. Uh, do you want to describe how you die? I would love for you to, if you don't mind. So, in a very cowardly fashion, Cricket puts his arms up in the air, trying to block this terrible attack on him. And uh, he does kind of like a—he drops his knife and kind of does like a schoolboy's on the playground slap-like attack. He's just like, ah, ah, and he just gets shredded up and just falls face first in the muck, lifeless, dead. As Cricket falls, Cricket, no! I missed that guy. As Cricket falls uh, face first in the mud, the lion right next to him begins to sink deep into the bog and goes down with the ship, so to speak. Uh, Cricket, though you go down, you've drawn one lion to its death as well. Yes. As one one of these lions sinks down into the mud, dead. Stupid lion. So that's kind of cool, I guess. Like, you did a thing. I did a thing. Maybe I should have uh, ran before putting that poison on that night. <laughs> just so excited for uh, the poison. Uh, well, Cricket has died. As the two of uh, the the two giant lions sink down into the murky bog. Uh, it is two lions. Oh uh, yeah, cricket. I was calling cricket a lion with his with his wig, scalp mane, the heart of a lion, and yeah, yeah, coward, coward lion. lion. Yes, exactly. Yes, um, Kant. It is your turn. You can uh, do whatever you'd like now. Oh my god. Who had the staff? Did All Cricket right. have uh, the staff? <clears throat> I don't think so. I think Kant had the staff. Okay. I or don't did I actually I think I, I did find the staff. Remember. I? But I think I don't think I have. I feel like I gave it to you when we got to the altar to do something. No, I don't think so. Do you want to roll on it? Do we not do something with the staff in that altar? We can roll on it, but I do think that Cricket had it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Cricket had it. Okay. Well, let's say you, as you die, you stick it up out of the mud, so you can still see it. I don't want to have to deal with that. <laughs> uh, you're trying to climb out as as your last breath. You put your hand up out of the muck, almost Terminator Two style, nice. with the staff, and you your arm is the only thing visible as you try to claw out of the muck, and the staff is in your hand, and the poison knife isn't. All right. I'm gonna. I'm going to pull out the crucifix. Uh, I'm assuming these creatures are undead because except they're, they're skeletons. Their skulls are, are showing through the stone and skin and manes. So um, uh, I guess I'm going to try and use it. Okay. Uh, it says to check morale plus or minus presence to see if creatures bow and kindly remove themselves. Hmm. Okay. I would like you to roll a d100 first. Oh. Uh, hope for high. Hope for high. <laughs> Not with our luck. Okay. <laughs> 33. Okay. I'm going to roll something now, too. But it, it doesn't appear that they are undead. They are more... They might be undead. They're not really undead. They're, they're uh, constructs for all intents and purposes. As, like, stat- living statues, I guess would be a construct in Pathfinder terms, um, right? I don't know. But uh, there is appears to be no effect from the crucifix coming out and showing being shown to them. So you pull out this crucifix, wave it in their face, the lion roars. Okay. Uh, so I would I would have pulled the crucifix out and said, Back to your form, you evil things! Back! And then uh, I see that it has no effect. I'm going to um, tuck tail and fucking run uh, as far as I can. 
Uh, okay. Which direction? I'll give you thir- 35 feet of me. Uh, um, perfect. <laughs> uh, and, uh, yeah, that's it. As, as, as that lion says, there is no Dana. There is a- uh, the lions all move down towards you. Uh, and this one lets loose a mighty roar again. Uh, the two on the island have moved to the edge of the mud. Uh, but seeing you far away are not going to pursue much further. And the one has now made the other lion has made it to the main land, I guess. It's the the uh, clearest thing to a mainland. And he is within uh, 25, 20 feet of you or so ish. And he lets loose his roar uh, right in your face uh, and roll a toughness check. Back the back of my head. Yeah. Right <laughs> at your ass as you run away. I rolled an eight. You are unfortunately frozen in fear. Wonderful. So this last lion here that is in pursuit has frozen you with fear. Uh... It is your turn again, but you are frozen. He comes up to you. Oh, bites my He is ass. only going to be able to do one claw here. Uh, so let's roll to defend. That's agility? Agility to defend, yes. Oh, you know what? There's a defense, defense button. I think I should have been rolling yes. that. What's the enemy damage? Uh, 2d6. Oh my god. <laughs> Good so much. Uh, I rolled a 15. Alright, that is enough to evade the one claw attack. Somehow as you're running, or as you're standing still, <laughs> because you're frozen in fear, uh, the lion uh, hasn't obviously been uh, alive for very long, or in a long time, and isn't as coordinated as he he might appear to be and swings over top of you. Uh, one of his maybe gets caught with the the brambles of the tree that exactly we're next to. yeah you're he's a, uh, unable to connect because of those all of those dead tree limbs uh, surrounding you. He swings too high and catches his claw on one of the dead branches and shatters it. Uh, and uh, little bits of wood. Sprinkle your your frozen in fear face, and uh, it is once again your turn here. You are no longer frozen. Okay. Well, I'll uh, uh, I run straight out of this the the walled off ruins, and uh, once I once I get there, I'll, I'll kind of stop and look back, and then pull out a uh, a life elixir. Okay. And drink that. All right. It's got two doses. One dose heals E6. All right, that is three HP you didn't have before. Yeah, that's my turn. Okay. Uh, you have cleared the zone, uh, cleared out of the uh, walled area here in the murky bog. Uh, so as you stand there, you see the lion kind of pace back and forth, this stone giant lion prowling pacing back and forth under the tree uh, that you just uh, left and it's looking out at you and, and roars again in victory thinking that you you have fled and it kind of just prowls around right there. It somehow doesn't notice uh, Matilda tied to the tree ten feet away. That's fucking awesome. <laughs> Has no quarrel with the mule. Alright, well, because it doesn't look like it's coming after me, uh, after me or going beyond the... Uh the ruined walls. Uh, I'm just going to drink the other dose of the life elixir. Okay. Playing an MMO now. <laughs> yes, clearly. <laughs> I'm at 10 hit points now. What does... Can you remind me what the sorrowful music box, do, uh, box does again? That has to do with making people tell the truth or crying. A small music box with a crank plays extremely sad music. Those that hear it cannot lie unless they pass a DR-12 presence check. Those affected sob uncontrollably. Neat. You might think that that has to have some kind of uh, intelligence to uh, be able to use it. Even though that's not a stat, I'm making it a thing. All right. Um, yeah, so you're kind of just standing there looking at this lion, and uh, eventually it does kind of lose interest if you're just going to hang out there. Um. Yeah, I'll, I'll kind of hang out for a little bit, tending to, to my wounds and kind of watching what it does. Yeah, with uh, with no other presence around, it's going to slowly work its way back. Okay. 
I'm gonna walk up to the edge of the ruined walls and uh, kind of. Can I still see the the lion and the island beyond? Mm-hmm. All right. I'm gonna take a couple of steps in, scythe in hand. Do the statues react at all? They don't appear to. <clears throat> okay. Um, I'm going to. Oh, I'm gonna use. Actually, well, I'll... I'm gonna try and make my way back over. Okay. But to where Cricket's body is. As I get closer, does it look like the statues just, are doing Like you're kind of creeping along, like slowly, trying not to make noise type of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, as you get closer and closer, they don't appear. They kind of all have gone back to, obviously, minus the one. Uh, they've gone back to their original position of just kind of sitting there, hanging out. It, they don't appear. You can't really tell what's going on from as far away as you are. Um, but if you want to get close, uh, like roll... Uh, a presence check to see something a little bit closer. I'd, I'd let you roll a presence check. I rolled a 16. Awesome, yeah. You can tell that they are uh, pretty still. Uh, it doesn't look like they're they're breathing or anything, though you're not really sure if they were before. But they've, they've returned to that original position of, of just kind of hanging out around this uh, that stone altar in the middle of the island. Uh, they don't. They don't appear to notice you or pay any attention to you as as you move around behind and under on these planks here. And um, uh, the staff is on top of the plank where um, Cricket had fallen into the mud. And how 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 much of him is kind of showing, or is he completely sunken below uh, the swampy water? Uh, the majority of him, yeah. The majority of his body has sunk, uh, but you can still see like uh, one arm is kind of out on top of the the plank along with a portion of his face and the scalp with the long hair is is slowly kind of falling off into the mud as uh oh, just <laughs> being sucked down into the muck 25 percent of his body is one arm and his head is slowly sinking down again as this this uh newtonian muck basically is, is slowly swallowing him up okay I'll uh I'll strap the scythe to my back and then grab the uh the serpent staff. All right, as you reach down to grab the staff, uh, roll roll an agility check. <laughs> Cricket's alive. Fifteen. All right, you are able to reach down. As you're reaching down, you notice uh the muck around you is starting to ripple and bubble a little bit. Uh, you're not really sure what's happening, but as you're reaching down. You see it out of the corner of your eye as a couple of corpses start to erupt out of the bog. You're able to grab the staff as three bog corpses. Did I say three? I only meant two. I apologize. There should only be two. Uh, these have been biding their time, waiting as you disturbed their slumber when you fell in, and they finally they're ready to attack now that you've woken them up when you so carelessly entered their uh, tomb, liquid tomb, maybe? Uh, but they reach up, and they are going to try and attack you. One is a little bit further away. One is right next to you. Uh, we're going to roll for initiative here again. <laughs> One last oh, time. Oh, boy. <clears throat> uh, Cricket, you were supposed to be alive for this, so I do apologize that you're kind of just there now. All right, you do get to go first, Con. Yeah, uh, how how? It's just gas escaping. I can still roll plays. Please, I was just gonna say. I was just gonna give you that opportunity. <laughs> so I'm glad you want to do it. Uh, say it. Say it again without me talking over you. What what it's like? What he looks like when he's dying and sinking here. So he's he's still you know he's dead and shit. But, you know, some of the gases are escaping him. So there's, there's bubbles. There's some some putrid smells. His presence is staying. <laughs> awesome. Well, as as Cricket continues to die and decompose, become one with the world again. Uh, Kant, it is your turn. You have rolled a four. You will get to go first. As these zombies, these uh, corp- bog corpses reach up and for the staff and your arm, and uh, you are able to just pull the staff away before they're able to grab your wrist. I'll try to get the fuck out of here. Okay. <laughs> Alright, so I'll run back past that hut that had the, uh, the, the bug in it, and then across the plank back to the tree where Matilda was tied to. Uh, rolling. Just beyond, 
of the, the entrance to these rooms. Roll an agility check. Maybe twenty. Hells yeah, you are able to do that. No problem. These corpses come up and out. They had to get out of the mud, but they are free of the mud and walking along the land again, coming after you, slowly but surely making their way to eat your brains. Uh, it's your turn again. Uh, I'm going to step up to where Matilda is, and then I'm, I'm going to throw the staff into the wagon behind her, and then untie her. Okay. One of them make... Oh no, it's right next to me. It's able to make its way right up next to you. <laughs> Yeah, there is still ten feet behind it, uh, and it reaches out Fuck. and goes to attack. So please defend yourself. Okay. What's the damage? Uh, D four. For the uh, audience, in uh, in roll twenty, when you roll the defense die, it asks you to enter the enemy damage. So it'll roll the defense and then also the enemy's damage at the same time. I rolled a 19. Ooh, that is. Anders. That is quite the defense. Uh, it it's uh, <laughs> the the uh, the bog corpse is not strong enough. The body has deteriorated too too far uh, while it's been underwater, and it it swings out at you weakly. Uh, it misses as you're able to uh, dodge out of the way of its claw, and uh, your turn again. All right, seeing that uh, Matilda is untied. Can I try and... I think he's going to try and use the crucifix again. But before doing so, he's going to try and tell Matilda to to go, <laughs> to leave. <Okay. laughs> Hoping, maybe thinking that he can catch up with her later. How do you want to handle that? Uh, which do you do first? Uh, I'll tell Matil- Matilda to go get on, get. get. Matilda, run! South? That's not Kant's voice. <clears throat> Matilda, run! Get out of here! To the south or to the north? Uh, to the south. Okay. So Matilda takes off, heeding her master's words. Whoop! Go 180. Bloop, 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 bloop. Uh, she starts to run off. Leave her ass halfway on the screen there. <laughs> she starts to run away. And uh, upon seeing the, the crucifix that you have, the bog corpses uh, hiss and spray muck from their mouths at you as they uh, slowly back away. And uh, bow out. Oh, they have to roll oh, up. Is it morale? Oh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, I was just going to give it Plus to Plus or minus presence to see if the creatures bow. I mean... You know, it... <laughs> yeah, I'm going to give it to uh, They... It's really... Um, yeah, same thing on both rolls. They are... They, uh... They roll off. They run off. They, uh... One of them slides right off into the, into the muck and sinks below, and the other one makes their way a little bit further back to where underwater lair might be and they both holy shit uh, they both run off at the side of the crucifix and matilda's gone along with the staff well as soon as i see them disappearing under the muck at the same time i'm gonna try and run after matilda right, roll uh presence uh no roll yeah roll a presence to try and like be present with mule i rolled a five not great bob she continues to run off but you're able to run after her and i'll yell matilda stop matilda stop it stop running uh, roll another presence check we're gonna do this all night. We're safe now, Matilda. I rolled a seven. He's running. <laughs> Matilda, fucking stop running! I'm here. She eventually stops. We don't have to do this. Uh, <sighs> all right. After you finally catch up to her, you're a good uh, couple hundred feet south of the entrance to the murky bog. But you now have you have Matilda with you. Do you say anything to her, or you just take her? I'll uh, I'll pat her on the back of the head. Uh, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll just be like, God damn it! Wasn't expecting any of that shit. Fuck! Should go back to the inn and tell the old man what happened. And then I'll, I'll clamber onto the seat just behind Matilda, and then I guess just make my way back to the to that inn. As you start to go away, uh, you look back one last time and you notice three figures, human, three humanoid figures standing, uh, just uh, in in the mist, and and they're waving to you, kind of. Not really, like, waving, I guess. Just kind of, like, hand up, standing there with one arm up, each of them. And they're, uh... Not, it's almost like a salute, or like a call for attention. They're not trying to get you to turn around and come back, but they're also not trying to tell you to go away. It's kind of just, they're just standing there stoically. Three figures. Uh, I'll stop and see if they approach. One starts to, uh, the one up furthest, uh, on the right, starts to approach. 
Um, and then the other two kind of hold hold him back a little bit, uh, but they're kind of standing there to watch and see what you do. <laughs> Who the fuck are these people? And they're just standing there from like the the entrance to that to that ruined swamp. Yeah, they're essentially like they're they're essentially like in the the entrance area right here. Yeah. Uh, I'll yell out. Uh, I'll yell out. Who the fuck are you? And in a and a deep deep throaty throaty voice once uh deep. Throaty, deep comma throaty. Deep throaty. Boy, one says, <laughs> "We are the frog people, and we thank you." Thank me for what? Feeding your swamp, my friend Cricket? <laughs> no, he is a worthy sacrifice. But no, come and treat with us if you want to know more. Why do all my characters have this nasty voice that hurts my throat? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they are frog. Robert. How about you come here and treat with? Mean here. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't like your they say, He says, no. This is our home and we will not leave. Your hope sucks. You are right. Uh-huh. Uh, fuck. <clears throat> well, give me a reason to come back. We know why you are here and we have... Why is that? The tomb, of course. The blackened sword of vile souls. Which is that sword that you're after. And where the fuck were you guys when those statues came to life and attacked me and Cricket? We have lost many to the statues. We do not quarrel with them these days. Again, if you want help in the uh, tomb, we may be able to assist. Well, fuck it. I'll, uh, I'll take Matilda back. Alright, yeah, as you get up, you get up closer, the one, the one who's been talking, they're all kind of squat people, around like four and a half feet tall, they're not very tall. They have these giant mouths and giant eyes uh, with deep brown, greenish skin, uh, like a toad with like weird bumps on them. Uh, they look like cursed people. Um, there is uh, one, the one who's been talking is much older. Um, there is one there uh, who has a, a, a long trident uh, and um, like uh, bands of hemp tied around their arms they're shirtless and look very strong and one of the other ones there is uh looks like a child some kind of kid and that was the one who tried to run after you and uh they were they were held back as you get closer you see those three figures there and they uh they beckon you towards they beckon you towards the their their tree houses in the back upper left of the map interesting okay um i'll uh i'll lead matilda in and uh, tie her up to wherever it seems like a good spot is. Cool. Uh, I'll, I'll I'll take this. I'll, I'll make sure to have the the staff and the scythe on me. And they uh they and also the flail. Gotcha. They give you uh quite big eyes when they're looking at the uh, the staff and the uh, scythe, uh, knowingly looking at them as if to basically say you're halfway there. Kind of just understanding that you know they they appreciate that you know what you're doing kind of so they respect you for that um you're not kind of you don't you don't seem stupid they respect you for your knowledge and your ability to find what you've been able to find so far and uh they lead you up into their treehouse if you follow uh yeah i'll follow it seems like it'd be kind of tight quarters though, yeah so i'll make sure to keep the scythe and the staff on my strap to my back or side and uh keep the flail handy perfect as you get up into uh one of these spaces they lead you in um and there's a few other of these frog people again with these varying colored skin of of green and and, and deep brown mud color uh with warty faces and skin and arms webbed fingers uh large eyes and mouths uh and they all have these deep uh deep voices and they speak slowly in a, in a weird creepy language that uh some words you're able to put together but not all of them make sense to you and there's uh one creature in here who actually may not be one of these cursed frog people and uh brandy we're gonna make you a new character who's in here so nice i don't know if you've gone to the to the scum birther uh site to get a new character or not yeah, I mean, if that's, uh, I would, I would roll up something that looks cool, cool to you, and then uh, once you find a character that you like, uh, we'll we'll jump right back in and go from there. If you're cool with that, 
gonna miss Cricket. Whenever you're ready. Yeah, amongst the frog people there in uh, this little hut, there's six or seven of them. Doesn't seem like there's many more of them at this uh, out here in the village. It's a it's a very small community. All these tree houses are all rickety and falling apart towards the end of their lives here. But amongst all of these frog people, there is someone else. Um, what do they look like, and and who are they? I almost called you Cricket, Randy. Who who, who is who is this person <laughs> here, living amongst the frog peeps? Uh, my name is Torval. I took a moment to slumber in the forest, and I awoke, surrounded by worshipping frog people. They seemed to be very happy I was here, and everything I said and did impressed them. So I decided to stay. Who are you? Ah, you talking to me? Yes, yes, my small friend. What are you doing here with these frog people? Well, I just told you. Are you not listening? I don't think this is the best place for a nap. I'm a sleepy fellow. I find many places to slumber, but you're right. This place is a little creepy, a little weird, but the people are nice. Or should I say frogs? The frogs. Are they nice? How long have you been here? Well, I do not rightly know. It seems time does not pass in a normal way here, but it feels not not too long. My beard has only grown a little bit longer. What was your name again? (laughs) I'm Torval. Torval. What the fuck? (laughs) Oh, what does does Torval look like? He has a a beard, we heard, but uh, what else does he look like? Yeah, so he's got a he's got a beard. He's wearing sort of like a like a leather a leather tunic. He kind of looks like he just walked out of Vikings, and uh, he's very like teethy. He's got like more teeth than usual, and a lot more of them are sharper. And he's always smiling, so it's like unsettling when he smiles at you. But on the surface, it seems friendly enough. Interesting. Long braided hair. Yeah, like I said, basically looks like a Viking. <laughs> well, like a weird scummy Viking. I'd like to say it's nice to meet you, but. Uh... Fuck this place. <laughs> uh, what, uh, what? All right, frog people. D- tell me what I'm here to learn. <laughs> what I came here for. Tell me information. <laughs> My name is Kant. I'll look back over to Torval. <laughs> Just like yelling at everyone. <laughs> uh, uh, well, the, <laughs> the, uh, the, the village leader type person that you've been talking to says, Frox is my name, and, and you we brought you here to meet Torval. Again, our people, even Scrax here, the village warrior, if you will, uh, we do not fight, for we are cursed with life. It is inevitable that we will die and be reborn, so we do not engage in the fighting. So we know that Torval here might be able to help you. We have seen many enter the tomb and never return. Uh, Torville seems to have been uh, gifted to us, as it were, as we found him slumbering in the oddest place. Nobody naps here. It's fucking weird that we found him, but <laughs> here he is. Perhaps you need help on this mission of yours. Anything to brighten my day. Yes, another mission. Uh, and we know he might be of assistance to you. It appears that you've already found the keys to the tomb so you are much further ahead than many who have tried to enter and failed to return do you have any specific questions because again we have never been in the tomb we have only seen the people enter and leave and die or not leave well, that's fucking useless he said you'd be able to tell me some shit no well that was before we knew you had the the keys to the tomb and we saw you had them and now you're pretty much set. <laughs> oh god. We we know one thing. We know one thing. Uh they're like trying to like they're like whispering and like trying to help you so that cuz they're kind of afraid of you. Uh, cuz you're so fucking angry. <laughs> um and they, they say orm orm. The word orm is is very important. It means snake in an old language. Again, the uh it's the tomb of the screaming snakes. So knowing Orm may be of some help. Wait, say that one more time. They're telling you the an ancient word for snake is Orm, O-R-M, and they think that that might be helpful to you. Uh, as it is the tomb of the screaming snakes, it's an old tomb. Okay. Uh, this old, old word for snake might come in handy. They have very little information. They're kind of stupid idiots. So where on this map uh, here's, are we currently standing? You're like up in these tree houses. You're in, like, one of oh, these okay. three houses, basically. 
Gotcha. And they're kind of afraid of both of you, as you're probably bigger and stronger than they are. Yeah, I kind of, uh, Torval kind of like bucks at them and then you know, get scared. He's like, <laughs> just jovially laughing at, at their like fear and respect of him. You're just like punking them. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> they laugh. <laughs> Torval is uh, quite a frightful man. But again, he, he's also probably insane. He was sleeping out in the bog under a tree. It seemed like a great place to nap. You'd have to be a little insane to, to do that, for sure. What's wrong? Yeah. Where do you like to sleep? In a bed. A bed? What is that? We only have these. And they point to, uh, like, broken eggshell halves. Like they were born under these eggshells. <laughs> they sleep in these eggs. They just get back in the eggshell that they hatched from and go to sleep. Nice. <laughs> what it might be like. They're just big eggshells. That's fucking silly. That's fucking stupid. You guys are dumb. <laughs> yeah, I'll you follow. You coming, I'm, I'm walking out. Goodbye, my my frog friends. And they're like, oh. They're like breathing sighs of relief as you both like start to leave. Uh, they're not super stoked on you being around because, again, you're uh, pretty creepy to them. And then uh, one of them says, Oh, oh, wait, wait. I'm, I have stuff you might want to buy if you wish. And, uh, uh, at that, I'll kind of stop and turn around. Like what? Uh, I have, uh, uh, my name is Farn, by the way. Kant, it's nice to meet you. Um, I have a bear trap, uh, some, a blanket and an oil lamp, uh, and some other things. Like a rope, a toolbox, a sock, a needle, a water skin, and a ladder. Nope. Oh, bye. Oh, okay. Uh, Perhaps an oil lamp could uh, light the way. Maybe if you don't have one, but I've got one. Okay, good enough for me. Uh, I also have uh, food and medicine. Hmm, medicine. I'll take some medicine. I like medicine. It's a medicine. It is a medicine box. It is filled with medicine for uh, making you better when you get sick. Uh, how much is your medicine? My medicine. It is twenty-five silver pieces. Uh, is he, like, where are his items? Is he, like, showing these items as he's saying it? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he will, he has a bear trap, a blanket, an oil lamp, some rope, a toolbox, sack, a needle, water skin, a ladder, uh, along with dried food, lantern oil. I did say oil lantern, so I'll go with that instead. Well, I guess it's lantern oil, and that is all he has. He's gonna get, like, right up in his face, like, intimidatingly so. He's going to be like, I think we'll have a much better time if you just give me the medicine. You want us to succeed, don't you? And uh, as you say that, Scrax, the one strong frog person, stands up behind you and puts his uh, uh, trident up against the back of your neck and says, You will pay if you want medicine or you will die. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's, uh, we're just having some fun. And uh, he'll he'll I'll just back up, but I don't think we need the medicine after all. And he and he puts the <laughs> trident down and, and nods at you. And says you should go, you should go to the tomb and die like the rest. He's not very impressed with you. He also thinks he's the hot shit. He's used to being the hot shit around here. Clearly, <laughs> Torval Torval is impressed by his ability to defend his friends. All right, so long, frog face. <laughs> he kind of scrunches up his face and is <laughs> like, fuck. He got me. I do look like a frog. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Got him. All right. So uh, you're escorted out down to the bottom of the trees, uh, back down towards Matilda here, and then uh, back to the entrance of the murky bog here inside of the wall. Um, and we'll say right here, we're just going to use this for now uh, because I don't have another one ready. I'll have to find another. Yeah. Find avatar. another token. Cool. Uh, so you guys are standing about right there. I don't know what you want to do. You want to explore anything else in this hellhole of a murky bog, or uh, what? Uh, what? What kind of equipment does Torval have? So, yeah. Do you want to divulge any uh, like class information or anything like that, or keep it secret? Um, I will. Like, does he have any like weapons or armor that are kind of apparent? So he'll he'll kind of share a little bit about his what he's got on him. He's like, well, let's see what we have to complete our mission. So he's got a water skin and two days worth of food, a femur that does D4 damage. Tight. He's wearing he's wearing mail armor. He's got a hammer, 31 pieces of silver. So he's like, like I said, it, he has like a bite attack. So he's like very toothy, has like a lot of like uh, 
lot of sharp ass teeth, like a fucking shark, basically. It's creepy. It's a lot of teeth stuff. He's a fanged dessert. Neat. Very cool. I was thinking gutterborn scum. At one point, you said something about a scum. He's scummy, and I was like, oh, he's a gutterborn scum. But I guess not. Hmm. He's scummy. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Like not physically scummy. He's like he, he gives like the the shitty like car salesman vibe. Got it. Got it. Like he's smiling <laughs> at you and he's saying nice things, but on you know underneath it all, you know he's like fucking you. Yeah. Nice. Well, you two are standing there, and uh, what do y'all want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to see? Don't forget about Matilda. Uh, I think we should just go straight for the tomb. Definitely use your help. Yeah, I'll follow you to the tomb. Excellent. Uh, just head over there. All right. As you walk up, uh, you notice here there is uh, a giant. <clears throat> not necessarily giant, I guess. It looks pretty giant on the thing, but uh, there's a big statue there on the side, uh, open-palmed. It's sitting there, almost like a, a Buddha-type statue. Somebody's sitting cross-legged uh, with one palm up uh, in like a stop sign almost, and the other palm down as if uh, de- uh, palm up and open as if like giving you something to take out of the palm of their hand and one the the palm that is up and outward at you as if um, excuse me I'll start the other way the palm that is down as if to give uh, flat and open as if to give to you is pouring fresh clean water and the other hand that is up and in the stop position <laughs> uh, is covered in blood and it looks like very fresh blood and you're, you're able to interesting what was that snake word? That- Orm. O-R-M is what they said. O-R-M. We might need to remember that. Let's just walk through the dungeon, just saying Orm, until something happens. What? Did we walk by this statue here? Uh, that's the statue that I just described. So it has the one hand oh, okay. uh, giving fresh water and the other hand stopping blood. And very fresh blood upon its hand. Any no other markings or anything mm-hmm. on it? It's like a, a fountain pouring fresh water and then the bloody hand. I'm going to go up to it and say, Orm. <laughs> uh, as you say that, and uh, a raven was behind the statue, and it, it hears you, and it comes out, and it says, Orm, Orm, and flies off. <laughs> what the fuck? Uh, I'm going to walk up to these two statues in front of these, the staircase. Right. I'll follow suit. They are snake face men. They uh, look like serpent humanoids type of thing. They have a snake head, but a human body. And only one eye, for whatever reason. So they're like Cyclops snake heads in these statues. Um, and they're identical. Um, just standing guard there. These snake, giant snake men. I'll go up to it and go, Warm. <laughs> As he's doing that, I'm going to pull out the serpent uh, staff. That same raven has flown away, but it, it, it banks back towards you and says, Warm, Warm, and does like a 360 and fly, keeps flying away. Starting to think this word doesn't do shit. Just makes you talk to ravens. Uh, I'll hold up the staff and kind of wave it around in front of the, the statue in front of me. Serpent man statue. Okay. Serpent folk statue. Anything happen? Uh, no. He gives you a thumbs up. No. No, nothing happens. <laughs> He's that, like, that's cool, something. man. <laughs> no, nothing happens. All right. Um, I'll shrug and then I'll walk back over to Matilda and then tie her up to, to okay. this tree over here. And then um, I'll... Uh, I'll, uh, I'll say, here, Tomo, take this. This is the Rat King's flail. Hmm. Curious. Very curious. Does a D8 damage and an additional D4. You're giving him your flail? <laughs> yeah, dude, I got the scythe. <laughs> he, he's, he'll kind of, like, hold it up and, like, kind of bring his finger up to, like, one of the rats and see if it, like, tries to bite at him. He's like, ooh, ooh, ooh. Sure does. They all kind of, like, squirm and writhe and try to reach out towards your fleshy finger. <clears throat> How gloriously repulsive. Careful. <laughs> They're hungry. I fed them a bunch today, though. They fed on a, a giant woodlouse and, uh, yeah, I killed one of them. Not important. They all have names. Uh, and I'll start listing them off <laughs> as, uh, uh, we walk towards, uh, actually, you know what? I'll, uh, I'll grab the jar of troll piss from the wagon okay. before walking off. Tra- trade that out for one of the items I'm carrying. This. Alright, you all set? Yes. Okay. Y- yes. You don't want to take Matilda down in there with you? Okay. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> Alright, as you get to the uh, the base of the stairs, you see a... a bu- no, it's okay. The, uh, the statues do not react. 
don't worry. I know you're kind of on edge about <laughs> statues now. Um, but as you stand there at the base of the stairs, looking up this giant staircase, um, the these massive stone doors um, with interesting intricate inlays of carvings of snakes and serpents and, and crowns and all kinds of uh, amazing artwork in these two doors. You notice above the doorway there are some runes and they say something you're not really able to tell again like how the altar was uh, when you took the side from the altar you weren't really able to distinguish what they said but you get the general feeling that this says uh, the tomb of the screaming snakes and that last word is Orm so you do see Orm above the doorway giving you more uh, reason to know that word and uh you're standing there at the base of the the base of the stairs to the tomb. All right, I'll uh, I'll make sure the staff is out and uh, just walk up. All right, one of the so as you get closer, you realize that uh, there is an indentation for the the place of a staff on one of the doors, and you notice on the other door there is another indentation that you might uh, need to insert something else there. Something else. You have the scythe too, right? Yes, uh, the scythe. And the staff both have very intricate iron uh, iron work to them. Uh, the the uh, the hilt of the scythe uh, and the tip of the spear, the staff, both have very similar. Well, that's a terrible presence roll. Uh, but uh, Torval next to you says your scythe looks familiar or some shit. I don't know. But basically, the scythe is the other item that you would need to to put in there. And based on just being able to see them both. Uh, again, they look very similar, and they both look like key pieces to be able to open this door. Okay. Um, I guess I'll, I'll give you the staff too. Or do? Uh, yeah. Help me. I'll, uh, put this. Put the. Put the staff there, and I'll put the scythe here. Okay. Try to insert okay. it in the doors. He'll kind of like stumble with it, like he has no idea like what end goes into this slot. It doesn't quite fit. I don't. I don't know. Try the end with the gem on it. And he'll. He'll eventually. I guess find. The, pro- the appropriate alignment. Yeah, so you uh, you both stand there up against the, the doors of the tomb, and you insert the staff and the scythe, the bejeweled ends into the door. Um, just the presence alone, you don't need to turn these, uh, these pieces. Just the presence alone is enough to magically unseal the doors, and a deep rumbling uh, takes place as the doors start to slide open. Uh, they slide open left to right, opening the doors into darkness. Uh, a foul stench emits from the blackness, and a rush of wind comes out to greet you. Your hair is blown back. Can't maybe your hat flies off, uh, but you have made it to the tomb of the Screaming Snakes, and this is where we will start next time. You've made it. You've made it. Yes, one of you made it. I made it. Kant made it. And Torval made it as well. Torval made it. Unbeknownst to him, this was his goal all along, to make it (laughs) to the tomb of the Screaming Snakes. Uh, And next week, that's what we're going to explore and uh, see what happens down there. Yeah. So we... You guys did it. You did part of it. Surprised I didn't kill both of you, but... Yeah, they're... Almost, dude. I only had... <laughs> I only had one hit point left. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, you're, wow, you survive with right. the skin of your okay, teeth. Okay, yeah. Yeah, the, uh, <laughs> yeah, again, so the the pamphlets that were, were I've been uh, reading through and kind of just ruminating on for quite a while to uh, create this little uh, Frankenstein of adventures, if you will, has been uh, obviously the core rulebook of Mork Borg, uh, the ROMVs in R-O-M-V-S in uh, which was released by Nerd Sirens and created by Zero Klimatu Collective and Zet uh, The Tomb of the Screaming Snakes released by Sorgi Games and written by Carl Eric Engfist uh, The Broken Sword of Vile Souls which was released and written by Philip Reed and Murky Bog where we've been spending the last couple of weeks which was released and written by Seedling Games so thank you to those Four big inspirations again. Uh, the third party Mork Borg uh, cult is outstanding. There is tons and tons and tons of material out there. Uh, go support some independent people who are writing third party stuff. 
I got all of these pamphlets for like under $10 for all of them. They're super cheap. Two, two bucks to, to get a PDF. I mean, worst case, you get a, a fun little seed that sparks something like it has here. And I've been using all of these to create this silly little story of death. So uh, go support some independent people, uh, especially go buy the book. I know it sounds like it's the end of the adventure plug here, but it's it's amazing stuff. So please support everybody and uh, go uh, go spend two bucks and enjoy reading a little pamphlet. It's fun stuff. Cool. Yep. Thanks again for running, Dylan. Thank you. And, uh, Randy, I'm sorry about cricket. Um, Seems it had to happen either way. Yeah. Sorry about cricket, man. Thank you all for listening. Uh, this is another episode of Random Rolls. Hope you enjoyed our shenanigans. We'll be back again. Yeah. Check out our other content: Devils, Elves, and Dice. I swear I'm going to go back and re-edit some more of those uh, those terrible intros that I had done with um, uh, robot voices. I need to uh, <laughs> not do that ever again. I, I thought it would be fun and cool, but it is the complete opposite. Go bring back that uh, George Stolen game. <laughs> yeah, I should. We do, need, sure we do need more George Stolen in our life. Uh, yeah, one day, one day I'll get to it. Uh, but uh, all right, thanks for listening again. Join us on our Discord and uh, take care and uh, have some have some turkey as it's coming up. Bye. Go buy some dice to Death Legion with all that stuff that we said too. earlier. Code Death Dreams. Bye. Death Dreams. Code Death Dreams. Goodbye. <laughs>